My name is MJ. And my name is PK. Welcome to the We Binge It podcast. I am using a mic today, y'all. Um, I'm using the Blue Yeti mic. So if I'm too loud, definitely let me know in the comments. But PK, how you're doing? Not too bad. Just this weather, it's like not great, you know? <laughs> yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, we're in Canada as y'all know but there's a massive winter storm i honestly just went for a 30 40 minute walk in it so it wasn't that bad really <laughs> i was getting like blown away now keep in mind i'm literally insane when it comes to weather but for me i look at the snow it's literally it's we have maybe six inches of snow like massive massive snowstorm and i'm like it's just snow i'll literally just walk in it I'll hike in it. It's not a big deal for me, but there's a it's it's a huge. A lot of people from the east and from Canada and from Eastern America are feeling it's tomorrow and today as well. But I'm guessing it was hard for you to come home, PK. Yeah, especially because I don't have um, snow tires, so. So you were driving a bit... on the road with the with that car. Yeah. Omg. I made it home, guys. I'm alive. Jesus Christ. I'm guessing it took you two hours to get home. Exactly. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get home in like 15 minutes. It took me like almost like 30, 40 minutes. Crazy. (laughs) Yeah, no. Did you end up getting your new battery or no? You're still working on it. Still working on it. Wow. I mean, that's that's fair. You're busy doing 12 hour shifts at a hospital hospital and all. But how was your week otherwise? It was good. Um, mostly just work for me, uh, just the usual. Um, how was your week? My week was good, but okay, those are a few things I do want to talk about um, in this beginning here. And I do want to say like, our podcast is definitely a safe space. I want to talk about deep authentic Mm -hmm. real feelings of ours and for me this week was definitely loneliness um and a bit of insecurity that I felt throughout the week um and for me as some of you guys are listening who are close to me I know that I really don't I really don't get lonely I mean the feeling will linger but it really did set in in like this week and, you know, I really do love the winter. I really do like staying in. But for the goals that I have in mind, I really need to go out. But sometimes the weather makes it hard to do that. And the friends that I have. And, and, and for me, as I'm getting older, I realize it's really, really important for me to not find. to For me, also find quantity of friends, but also quality of friends. Quality in the sense that. If I want to go do something or do things, I want to be able to hit hit a friend up and be like, okay, are you free? Are you free? Are you free? I want to do this. I want to do that. Um, and having, you know, those few friends make it sometimes impossible to do some things. And of course you can do it on your own, but y'all know I do everything on my own. Okay. Um, so sometimes you want to do it with other people. And then the quantity, it's a quality. And then the quality, quantity of friends for me is, and this is my insecurity, is finding friends that really fulfill my needs. And, 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 and this is important to me because I do value friendships and friendships to me are a priority, is a priority in my life. 
So I want to make sure I have friends who give back in the same way I'm giving to them. And I've had friends in the past who really used my generosity and took my generosity and took my generous nature um, and used me as a doormat. And I thought we were friends, but really they were colleagues or we were acquaintances. So it's really important for me. And as I'm getting older, I haven't, I'm, I'm, I'm a no bullshit person. I really do want quantity and quality of friends, honestly, but quantity friends who are matching the same energy that I am. And I was feeling like I didn't have any of that this week. And so I was really dealing with it. And another thing I was dealing with as well is, and this is all I'm working on personally, is being triggered when somebody doesn't, like if we plan something, and this is like a personal thing, it's not, not against anybody, this is a personal thing that I'm dealing with. When I am, I feel triggered when somebody cancels on a plan last minute. It It is a personal thing. It happens, like I feel this way when it comes to anybody. And so I'm, I'm going to have to deal with it. I feel like I'm being like abandoned. I'm feeling like, like it, hurt, it hurts differently. Like it literally feels like I feel, I get stabbed. Like I feel very emotional. So I'm dealing with that and I'm reaching out and, and, and I'm diversifying my friendships and meeting new people. And so I've been dealing with all these type of deep things this week. And just letting you know, girls, guys, it does not get easier as you get older you know yeah yeah I think for for me I I think I need to work on having more of a balance and I think I'm way too focused on picking up a lot of shifts and saving Mm -hmm. that money just because my life goal is to travel more Mm. and it's like if I don't have those savings up for the summer I won't be able to travel. And I feel like I've always put a hold on my travel plans just Mm. because of, um, I guess, just because of like school and um, studying. So every summer I've mostly just focused on like career wise, whereas I haven't really had like those moments where I could explore like the world, right? And mm-hmm. make those um, and have those experiences. And it's like when I'm talking to other people that are, almost like the same age as me or even younger it's crazy because like they've traveled like so many different countries and it's not even like I want to travel like so many different countries like that's definitely like the goal but it's just to travel like one or two countries which is insane for me to say because I've only traveled like two two countries before which is crazy and that's only because like I've done it as like a family or like a wedding thing I think I'm like hyper focused on the traveling aspect just because I want to be able to do that when I have since I I'm gonna have this time coming up you know yeah and it makes sense and it makes sense for you to pick up shifts so you can be able to save money and yeah I mean that's that is a very very valid and good goal um and I get it I mean growing up I didn't really Mm-hmm. I didn't really think about that because, like you said, like we were both in school for such a long mm-hmm. time, and just saving up money to pay our bills was really all I really cared about for me anyway. In my twenties, yeah, um, yeah, and it's like when I went to um, India with my family, it was such like a eye opening experience just to see like the different lifestyle and like see how people are living there and the cultures and traditions. 
and trying to just like learn more about it right I had like so much fun and it was like I made so much like memories that I would that I'm gonna keep with me forever you know Mm. yeah that makes sense and and that's valid I mean I I knew when I was your age I definitely traveled I mean I didn't travel as 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 much now I'm traveling now and it's really important to experience the world outside of your bubble to meet new people experience different cultures places foods languages because it does definitely widen your view of of the world for a deeper understanding of other things that you may not, you know, understand from, you know, in Canada, when you're there in the midst of it, you know, we get to understand it in a, in a more accurate, deeper way. And, you know, like, just like you said, you get to create incredible, incredible memories. And people say in your twenties, you can do that. But honestly, in our twenties, we're focused on finishing school and saving up money. Um, yeah. I think right now for me, I'm really focused on traveling too, but not as much as from like really for me, it's really finding that partner, that romantic partner, but also really friendships. Friendships have been the focal point for me so far this year, but I know that a lot of the things that I want to do this year requires me to really hibernate, save a lot of money, think and do things in a um, uh, wisely um, that I did last last year is because I got some big things that I need to, you know, purchase. And I do have a couple of trips that I do want to take as well. Um, nothing big and all, but they do require, a, you know, a large chunk of money. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you said, it's, 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 it's a bit of a balance. Like I do want to, my main priority is honestly partner, deepening and finding a deeper connection with the friends around me and, you know, basically having that friend who would hit you up at any time. Like, I don't know what it is about people these days. It's just me, but I am always on my phone. People are no longer like phone calls anymore. And when you text, they take like 10 days to respond to a text. And then when you call, they don't like when you call either. I need a friend, okay, who can text me within an hour. Okay, because that's what I do. Okay, I don't need you to respond three days from now. I need you to respond in like the next hour. Uh, maybe that's just me being selfish, but I know. Like, remember growing up in high school, everybody had phones and everybody would be texting nonstop. Blah, blah, blah. What do you think? Get back to those days. Like I don't. You know. What yeah. I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I'm like guilty of it too, but I'm I'm trying my best to respond as quick as possible as well mm-hmm. um I think yeah even getting back to like phone calls I feel like I don't even remember the last time I actually had like a phone call with a friend yeah that's crazy that's crazy, crazy right that's crazy, that's crazy. Too, and I know that there's entire misconception I think that the millennials would are okay taking phone calls gen Zs don't like taking phone calls but I'm 30 y'all I'm turning 31 this year which is again any crazy crazy thing to say out loud but even people in my age group okay do not like phone calls some of them do not respond to texts and some of them take forever to respond to texts so it's like pulling teeth and but I what I realized too though people in my age group it's harder for us to and it's not it's for everybody I mean it's, it's everybody right now girl boy them whatever you are 
it's hard for you to make friends as you get older because I, I was listening to another podcast that said that it's about protecting your peace and trying to, when you're creating or cultivating a relationship or this connection with this new person in a platonic way, you then have to make sure that the foundation that you've created with the friends that you currently have in your own friend group mesh with this new friend as well. So you're not only connecting with this new friend, you're connecting with their own social network. So you have to make sure that it's all copacetic, it's they 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 mesh and that this new person doesn't you know wreck the piece that's already there so it's it's a lot going on and and i realized too as i'm meeting these new people it's i'm actually weird with these with these strangers that i'm meeting because it's hard to make like it's i like what do you say to a person you don't know like how do you you're not on a date if it's a person you want to give information to, you know what I mean? Like you want to give information to, but you don't want to act weird. Am I making sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, it's like, it's hard to, um, I don't know. It's really hard to create these relationships later in life because just first of all, your schedules, everyone's working in this stage of life and mm-hmm. our schedules never line up but even Mm -hmm. when they do line up I feel like I think I compare a lot when I meet people um I think that's what I'm guilty about and that's something I know it's hurting my relationships Mm. but yeah I don't know it is it is difficult I think to meet new people now especially if you don't I feel like it's easier if you're already working in the same work environment you kind of have things to talk about um Whereas like meeting somebody brand new, it's a bit harder to have like conversation starters, I guess, or like have things that are in common. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, no, that makes perfect. That makes sense. I think for you, you're saying that you compare. For me, I just want them to like me. So I act a different way Mm. than in a way that I usually act, which is not, I mean, I still act my bubbly self, but I I act a weird version of that and, and in a way, I minimize my value and my essence so they can be able to accept pieces of me at a time through these small interactions we have together. I guess at a coffee shop, going ice skating, whatever it is, I minimize myself so I can give doses to them. So when there are when they when they've known pieces of me, then I can, you know, later on show my entire version of myself to them. So they can be able to handle me. And, and I'm doing this so they can slowly like me over time. It's so effed up to think that I have to create a strategy for this. But honestly, that I don't. I feel I, like you're putting way too much pressure on this. <laughs> you're not dating the person. And that's, that's also like with dates too, right? You put so much pressure on yourself that you're trying to create this version, this perfect version of yourself. But then it just ends up being less perfect you know no dating is easy for me the first dates are so easy for me because I can act myself if you don't like who I am entirely (laughs) in the first 15 minutes then you're not going to like me so I can act myself and act normal on a first date of course if he's too good looking then I might act a bit weird but honestly 
I'll act like it's just friendships. It's just because girls are girls are different, man. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Some girls would be like, "Oh, you're you're a bit too much of a personality for me," or "Um, you're a bit too loud," or "You laugh funny," um, or "You don't know enough in this area," you know, things like that. So, but but with a man, it's either you find me attractive, physically attractive, and or mentally, you know comedically whatever attractive and it's my personality if, I, if if you don't like my personality you can take it or leave it yeah that's true I feel like I'm the opposite like for I guess dating I would try to I guess create a more better version of myself or just like have um make sure I I'm making sure that I give them a good impression of myself mm. but in terms of like making friends like I think it's more like I'll just be myself like I don't put too much pressure on that it's so weird because I'm the opposite and because of me I value friendships over a romantic partner in the sense that romantic partner like dates can come and go but these friends that that these friends that you've developed a connection with might be lifelong friendships so for me I put a lot of pressure into it but I'm getting better but we should segue into such a great conversation we just segue into our segment, um, which is, um, I guess, our Rose and Thorn. We say it really quickly. I and mean, we spent like a massive time for our intro. Uh, what's your Rose and Thorn? I think my Rose would be, oh, I did my nails. Ooh. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. So I'm like, okay, I finally did my nails like after, I think, almost like three, four months. It's mm. been a long time. So I'm, and I used to like love doing my nails. I used to do them almost like every two weeks really? and I stopped doing it just because I just didn't have enough time. And mm. well, I just didn't make enough time, you know, mm. I would be very lazy and I feel like doing my nails made me feel more productive and it made me feel so much more better, you know, That's I don't know. Mm. Having your nails done is like a different vibe and a different feeling. No, honestly, I love that for you, but I do not have the time or the money to get my nails every two weeks. I get acrylic and shellac, and that's a lot of money. I can't be doing that every two weeks, but my nails last, I would say, about two months, and then I do it again. Oh, no, I mean, like, doing them myself. Oh, right, you do Oh right, you do it from home yourself. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Okay. Um, what's your thorn? I guess this weather and... These, like, shifts that end at, like, 1 a.m., <laughs> which is, like, better than night shifts, but, like, still, 1 a.m., it's not great. <laughs> but it does seem like you like your you, you like your job. This is, it, it does seem like it. Yeah, I'm definitely getting more comfortable in it and more, um, a bit more confident in it. I feel like yeah. before I was very nervous and I didn't know if I was doing a good job and I kept, I kept, like, wanting to, like, please everybody. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Now I'm like, as long as I do my job right, and if people like me or not, it doesn't really matter. Like, I just have to make money and save up, and that's it, you know? That's it. You're clocking in and you clock out. That's how it should be. My rose um, for the week is, I guess, my realization that I'm okay. Like, I'm getting comfortable with staying at home. Usually, I, you know, I'm not, I mean, I, I can be a bit insecure about it, but I'm actually comfortable with staying at home at night um which is weird to say but 
I again do I that's where I do the comparison. I do the comparison with other people. What do other what are other 30 year olds doing around this time? And, and you know, but I'm okay staying at home. I guess my rose, I guess, my thorn. Uh I don't really have a I guess like the whole insecurity about, you know, loneliness, like the whole, that was an entire roller coaster for me last week. I did some journaling and all of that. I guess that, 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 that would be my thorn. Uh, moving on to the next segment, which is, ba-da-ba-ba-ba. we ate good this week. Uh, so <laughs> I'll start off. Um, I had Somalian food. I had Ooh. Somalian food. No, no, not Somalian food. I apologize. Ethiopian food. Oh, Ooh, so good. From Sora and Danforth, if, if you're in Toronto. I did a mukbang. I'm a mukbang trainer. I'm just all about food. And I ate it. I ate it with the genera. I always forget the name of the bread, but it's like a fluffy bread that it that they made into sheets. And it looks porous, but it's extremely light. You can eat so much of it and still feel hungry. And it's made out of um, uh, wheat or barley, I think. And I, I, here's the thing though. I didn't know what I ordered. I just looked at the menu and like, I want these two. And the girl at the restaurant was laughing at me. And I'm like, it's okay, girl. Don't worry about it. I'm African, but I know, I, I, know, I have no clue what this menu looks like. Yeah. So once I opened the food and started doing it for my mukbang, I realized that the food is actually raw. Like actually oh the meat is raw. Like completely raw. What so... But it tasted really good, so I didn't know what to do with it. It's basically like steak tartare. And I loved it, but I only ate a few bites. After a while, it started to get cold. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know what? It smells good now, but I think it's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a pass. There were some meat and some veggie dishes. I was wrapped in the bread, and those were really, really good. I ate that whole. It was so good, so hungry. But like two thirds of my meal was like raw meat, steak tartare, and I'm like, okay. So I'm just gonna get two or three bites, and then I'm gonna put you in the trash. Thank you so much. <laughs> like this is a lot. Oh my gosh. Oh God. I really hope. Um, Nothing happens to my body after eating that. Um, so far, so good. You know, that happened last night. It was, it was actually really good. I'll actually go back and eat there again. Ethiopian food, very good. Sora, Danforth, highly recommend. How about you? Oh, um, I don't think I really went out to any restaurants this week. Um, I just got Popeyes. Love that for you. <laughs> very basic. I'm very right. basic. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I just got their their tenders. It's pretty good. Chicken tenders? Yeah. Chicken tenders? I don't know why I said it like that. Um, <laughs> um I, it's funny because like all the white girlies I follow on social media, all they love talking about is chicken fingers and chicken tenders. And I'm like, baby, <laughs> what is it about these chicken tenders and chicken fingers do y'all love? Okay. I don't get it. I get it. Chicken strips are good and all. You know, if I had nothing else to eat, sure, I'll definitely eat it. But is the chicken tenders there from Popeye's? Does it have meat in it? Yeah, yeah, they're chicken. Wait, what do you mean? I mean, does it have a lot of meat in it? Is it quick? What's the difference between chicken tenders and chicken fingers? Oh, um, 
I don't know if they have chicken fingers. Do they have chicken fingers? They only have tenders and nuggets, I think. Yeah. So no, not Popeyes. Popeyes don't have nuggets. Popeyes have tenders, and the tenders. And but it's just like chicken fingers in the sense that they have less meat in it, and chicken fingers I feel like has more meat inside. Maybe because they have mm-hmm. chicken thighs, which is more meat. Mm, interesting. Yeah, chicken yeah. thighs is chicken, but chicken tenders. Chi- you know, chicken tenders are not chicken thighs, right? So what are I you? guess they're chicken fingers. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, are we talking about the same thing here? This is what I'm talking about a chicken leg. Or are they not? That's not even thing. Well, I actually don't know the difference between all these words. <laughs> Yo, but anywho, that's interesting. That's wild. So yeah, that's great. So uh, I guess we'll go with. Oh, I do have a work moment I wanted to bring up. Okay. Okay. So what happened was that um, one of the staff members, she's in like a supervisor position, and um, I was still kind of in my training that time. It was like my last training shift, and she was like, she like literally yelled at yelled at me in front of everyone. Like it was crazy. I was just like, what the hell? Like. I know I made a mistake and I'm going to learn from it. But like she yelled at me in front of everybody. Like I felt like I was going to cry. Yeah. Welcome to the world. See, there's nothing like working with lawyers and doctors. You know what I mean? Like Like crazy. Because you're working for lawyers, you have to. No, sorry. Honestly, honestly, doctors and lawyers the same thing. Because you're working for doctors, you have to be on your A game at all times. Like, you can't mess around. Like, if this doctor wants this, you need to talk about that. But the thing is, what was the mistake, though? What was the mistake you made? I um, ended up transferring. So, she's in the supervisor position, meaning that she's taking care of a lot more patients than other um, nurses. Mm -hmm. So, I ended up transferring the call to her just because I thought she would need to be taking this and the other nurses were not available at that time. So it's mm-hmm. like, oh, like she's available. Like she can take this call as well. Right. But then apparently like she is not supposed to take this call and I'm supposed to figure out how to reach reach um those nurses. Even if they're not available, I have to somehow figure out um how I can get this call to the nurses. Which is um yes. Which is crazy because like, I've done it before with another supervisor, and they were completely fine in taking the call. And I feel like this one is just very, like, strict in terms of she's been working here for a long time, and everybody just, like, tiptoes around her and doesn't really like working with her anyways. And I was like, why? But now I completely understand because, like, she's not a nice person to work with. And I even had a conversation with her after. I was just like... I, I wanted to be like really professional and like nice about it, but also just like bring it up because I feel like everybody's tiptoeing around her when they shouldn't be. They should like have a conversation with her and not go behind and go to management straight away just because that doesn't really help the situation since um, so many complaints have been brought against her to management. And since she does a good job in running the emergency department, the management hasn't really done anything about it which makes Mm -hmm. sense but like also it's just not like a great team environment to work in so I did like have a conversation with her and I'm like okay I'm gonna like channel my inner 
Savannah, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm going to talk to her. And I was like, oh, I didn't like really like the tone of your voice when you were talking to me that time. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, that's just how I talk. And I've heard this many times from other people too, but this is just how I talk. And I'm like, no, you're talking differently right now compared to before. And this is like the normal way to talk, you know? And then she was like, well, I I didn't mean it that way, but like you did make a mistake. And she kind of like told me what to do for next time. And I was like, okay, sounds good. But like, she didn't really apologize. And I was like, all I just need to hear you is like, you know, apologize you know just like accept it and apologize oh no they're not they're never gonna apologize because they've been working there for literally 50 years i think that they own the entire floor so because they've been working there for 50 years you have to kiss their bum bum okay and be nice to them and they have the right to walk all over you and scream at you and do whatever they want to you even the doctors respect her no matter how they've been treating people who are the, her colleagues or people be un, um, um, underneath her. She should have completely apologized. And she's she's basically just gaslit you. She basically just said, oh, no, I really didn't actually scream at you. That's just how I talked. But everybody knew that she screamed at you. And yeah. how could more than one person complain to you about your behavior and your voice and you still haven't changed? And you're, and you're, and, and, and you're, um, your, your explanation is what? Oh, oh, um, I've been here for 50 years. That's who I am. That's how I am. Take it or leave it. Which is crazy because like, I overheard her saying like, why are people always tiptoeing around me? And why? Like, I'm the same position as them. I'm just in a little bit of a higher position. And I'm like, girl, like, I just had a conversation with you. And you're just being a hypocrite in terms of like, not even listening. Literally. It's crazy. Like, I was just like, Oh my god. No, going... it's the same way. No, same way when I worked in the court system, same way. There are there are there are court clerks. When I was a court clerk, there was a court clerk who literally had 30 literally there for literally 30 years, okay? And because of their experience and 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 their respect that they've garnered in the court, they can only work with a certain amount of people. And the way they demand a court is not usually liked by a lot of other court clerks. And their behavior as well to other court clerks they don't like it either. So my boss only part partnered those individuals with certain individuals. So if you want to work with this person and this person, work with D or work with R, then only S and Z can work with D and R because of their experience. And it's just and it's just absolutely insane. It doesn't make it for a good work environment. It creates clicks. It creates people talk behind your back. Like it's not it's not nice, but. I mean, welcome to the workforce, PK. Like, this is just how it is. Um, a toxic one anyway, but it is a workforce that I know all too well. Yeah, I think I'm trying to get more comfortable in having these uncomfortable conversations because mm-hmm. I think it's important that these conversations are had. Like, I feel like my old version of myself would just, like, leave it. But I feel like now I'm like, no, I need to be able to communicate and have these like um, hard conversations. Otherwise I'm never going to learn how to, you know, be um, a better team player and make sure that other people are also, you know, giving that same respect and that same, like just that to have that really good team environment, you know? 
And I congratulate you on doing something that was probably super uncomfortable and talking with her. And some people would be like, you know what? I ain't going to F with you like that. Like, you know what? I ain't going to hold you. I don't want to be around you. I never want to talk to you. I never want to do anything with you. But you, because you're working with her, you did the, you know, adult, adult thing and you talked to her. So good, I, you know, good for you. And I implore all of you guys who are in the same position to also try to do the same. Because if you tiptoe around that type of person at work, and you're you know you're afraid to be around certain people then it's going to make your job make your work environment just 10 times more toxic and make it harder for you to do the things you need to do at work so but I think that conversation did sink into her because the next time we worked together she was actually pretty nice and like really nice to other people like I don't think I've heard her yell she did raise her voice a bit but she didn't like completely like yell like last time so I'm like okay I think she did change her behavior a bit and also I think one patient was like really happy with her that he he literally bought like pizza for the entire um department which is crazy Mm. but I'm like this is what happens when you you know she has the experience and she's able to like talk in a nice way and serve patients it's just, I don't know, it just made everything better, I think, a little bit. And you know what? It's probably because you talked to her because she now has respect for you, a person who, you know, you took the time out of your day to sit, sit her down and to explain to her what you did to her was, what she, did, what, what she did to you was wrong. And she now has respect for you and she's now going to treat you differently because you were able to sit her down and tell her you know, how she affected you. Yeah. And like, um, next time or the last time I worked with her, I did make another mistake, but she was able to correct me in a really nice way. She was like, Oh, like, Oh, I just heard you take this uh, phone call, but you're not supposed to um, really say that. Like you should be saying this and that. And this is why, like, these are the reasons why. And I was like, Oh, that makes like so much more sense. Like, thank you for your help. You know? Wow. And I was like, okay, I guess we're like low-key becoming friends now. <laughs> wow. You're probably her whisperer. <laughs> you know how some people have, you know, some people like first you have a professor who will only listen to one student in the class, even though, you know, they're complete, you know, dicks or whatever. You're, you're probably her whisperer. If other colleagues have issues, they'll probably come to you and be like, PK, hey. Um, I have issues with that girl. Can you like talk to her about da da da? And I'll be like, yeah, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I never wanted to be in this position, to be quite honest, but sure, I'll do it. Why not? Oh my gosh. Speaking of being in really weird positions, let's talk about our favorite new dating show, Perfect Match. So, some episodes have dropped um, up to from four to eight, and I think from eight to eleven or eight to twelve will drop soon. Um, I think it's tomorrow, actually. It will drop after. Will drop on on today, the the day that you're hearing this, which is Wednesday, which is when we release podcast episodes. So we're gonna talk about because we have other shows. I'm sure we've watched. Um, I know I have some and movies. Um, one movie actually. Uh, we're gonna 
talk about some key moments of the show that really just made my uh, made my mouth drop. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I do want to say is Inez. When Inez, and I'm gonna, this is like the very end, mm-hmm. but when Inez started to approach Dom, and oh my god, be like, hey, hey, bro, oh uh-huh. my god. I know we've been friends the entire time, but I think I have feelings for you. After Carousel talked to him, talked to talked to Inez, she's like, you know what? I think I, I'm like, girl, you know what? This is not, you're not 10 years old. You are not 10 years old. You cannot be picking guys like this is like ice. It's not an ice cream flavor. You're trying to here to find love. Like I don't really understand her intentions now. Because that just pushed Dom to then call that girl his his girlfriend, right? Um, yeah. And I'm like, bro. I mean, Inez, you need to leave the show. This is you're not ten years old. You know when a guy likes you, and you know when a when you like a guy. Okay, Dom clearly never liked you, and I thought that was clear. I don't know what's covering your eyes. I don't get it. Uh, what did you think about that entire experience? Yeah, I thought it was, I was honestly shocked because Amaz was so independent and she knew what she wanted and she was going to get it. But when like Carousel and Francesca started to get in her head about her and Dom was like crazy. Cause like, I thought she was better than that. And she didn't really play those games. Whereas like Carousel was kind of playing games with her. Um, so I was like shocked. I was like, are you really falling for this trap? It's clearly a trap. It's so crazy. I don't even understand why, why people think, why she thinks that. And the thing is like, once a guy just bats an eye at her, she's like, oh my God, I think I love you. And then when the fade, I get it. Like, here's what I explained. Like I explained this concept with, to my sister. I realized this show was kind of like speed dating. Okay, Mm -hmm. it really is like speed dating. You're testing the waters with each and every guy. Okay, and you also have to keep in mind, guys, they filmed all of these episodes within 30 days. Let me repeat that again. They filmed the entire season because I've been counting the days because they show the days and beginning of each day in, in the season within 30 to 35 days. Okay. These are people who are coupling up, saying I love you, saying our boyfriend and girlfriend within weeks. So it's extremely weird. This is like speed dating. You're trying to figure out if you like somebody by talking to people, getting to know their values, their interests, their goals in life. You know, you're not really trying to be boyfriend and girlfriend. So when people end up being boyfriend and girlfriend, you're like, okay oh, they must really be really compatible and have lots of chemistry. Keep that in mind, guys, when you're watching this. Because when I'm watching this, that's what I'm keeping in mind. Because it's it's literally an insane, an insane experiment. Yeah, it's crazy because you're not able to build those like very strong connections in yeah. such a short time. Yeah. And yeah, I feel I like it's so. mostly just for the TV, you know? Like they're, I don't know if they're pleasing just the audience or if they're really being authentic and really being true to themselves. 
And that's why I said it was very crazy. If you watched our last few podcast episodes, it was really crazy for Dom to say I love you to a Francesca within a week of meeting. Massive red flag. Massive. Yeah. But, yeah, that's true. Right. So moving on to the other um, things. For me, another one, another key element where uh, Chloe. Chloe is from Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> Girl. Oh, my God. You picked the wrong guy i don't even understand it and the thing is the guy is convincing you that you should pick him okay he hasn't really convinced you that you are into him like it's it's quite clear that this guy just wants to be in the show he does not looking for love he, he just wants to be in the show that's his intentions and it was right, quite clear in episode eight where he literally flat out told you, I am I do not want to settle down. And this is what he told you many times over in the past. He told this to you many times over in the past, Chloe, that he does not want to settle down. You picked him anyways. And he convinced you. And now you're completely shocked after he, like, I don't. Oh my God. And Shane was a person who actually wanted to get to know you and settle down with you. Literally got engaged and almost married someone for, I mean, four to eight months ago. Yeah, that's crazy because <sighs> you can definitely tell that Mitchell is playing the game. Not even that he's playing the game, he just doesn't want anything serious. He's here for a and, good time. Yeah, but which is crazy because, like, you're on the perfect match, not. I don't know, whatever he thinks he's on. It's like, it's like that Tarzan looking, Tarzan looking guy. The guy with the long yeah. hair. That yeah. Guy. Will? This is, this is Will? not a freaking, this is not Amazing Race. <laughs> There's no prize. The prize yeah. at the very end is, is a girl. Like the girl or guy you're trying to, you're trying to get here. So he's trying to, where are you trying to, there's no prize here. My God. Wait, isn't it, isn't there like money for the winning couple? Is there? I don't know. I don't think there is. I think there is. It's like too hot to handle. Like they get money. Is there? I don't know. Perfect match. Yeah, you look it up. I, you look it up. Um, well, I just say it's it's just so crazy. I do like I, I there are some people though I really don't think should be, you know, like the people from selling Tampa. I love them so much, the black girls who come on in the show. Um, but honestly, they're the guys here. There are no guys here for you. I'm. I love them. I love that show. Oh, you know, no. I was just looking it up myself. It says and at the end of the experience, those that are considered the perfect match and they win a mystery a mystery prize. Okay, so that mystery prize can literally be like a jacket. Or extreme, you know, you know, like you know what I mean. What if, what, what if, and I'm swear, I swear to God, the show will pull some some bullshit and be like, "Hey guys, you just won each other." You know what I mean? That's the other person's your prize. It's not going to be a perfect get. I don't think it's going to be a perfect get. It could be a perfect getaway. You know, it's a getaway. Yeah, but like Will is way too serious about winning this. He's not like he's not here to make a connection at all. No, and Will has screwed Dom over many times over. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are the other moments in the show that, out of the episodes we watched so far, that you just was like, you've got to be kidding me? Um, I think it was just those moments. And 
I guess, like Francesca hating that Dom is with Georgia and she complains about it like every two minutes in the show. Oh my gosh. Which is like so annoying. It's like, make up your mind, girl. Like you already chose Damien. Like you're you're not with Dom anymore. And the thing is, she's bi, so she has more people to pull from. So she's now with this girl. I like I, again. Are you looking for a relationship? Are you looking for a good time? I don't really know with her, and she is a massive hypocrite. And she was talking about okay. Here's the thing, though, because I've been watching Perfect Match, or maybe because I've been talking about Perfect Match and around my phone, YouTube has been pulling up Perfect Match interviews. So I did watch one with Francesca mm-hmm. on a podcast, and she talked about how. Um, she really hated Savannah because Savannah, number one, had a boyfriend outside of this, even though she was on the show. Number two, she said that Savannah was acting shady and just didn't like her personally. Okay. Interesting. And she also said that Chase also had a girlfriend outside of this as well. Chase, yeah, probably. Like, Chase wasn't even here for a connection. Yeah, I don't know what, what Chase was here for, but Savannah... I don't know. I love my Savannah. Like, I don't... I wish she'd stay, honestly. Yeah, I don't think she did have one outside. I know Francesca did. Ooh, girl. T- talk to me. Talk. Yeah, to me. I think she, she had one outside of the show. She was already dating this one guy. And I think they're still together or something. Ooh. So, okay, let me, let me spill the tea on it. Because I did watch... I did listen to this podcast interview her and she did say before she went on the show she left she was she was dating this guy but they remained friends when they left and before they started filming for the show when she came back she called him up and be like hey are you still single he just said yes so they started to you know connect again and now they're really serious yeah Um, okay that's bullshit (laughs) sorry what did you say i feel like that's bullshit yeah you know, like, oh, like, you went on the show and then you called them up again. No, I don't think so. I think they still were talking. And it's so crazy because half of them have girlfriend. Or what is the whole point of this show? Is it just for clout? Just for us to be entertained? Because no one's being, no one's falling in love here. Yeah, the show is like a complete mess. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> to the people that made this show, it's just confusion. Is it, is it, is it, I mean, I'm, I'm sh- I, I really hope these two get married, but if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised because they were in a complete bubble. What's, uh, what's it, what, what's her name? Um, Carousel and Joey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they get married and they live happy, happily ever after, nobody will blink an eye. I think they were really perfect for each other. Uh, but everybody else, it doesn't look like their match is in that Georgia. I, and I've been watching Dom's TikToks, TikToks, TikToks. <laughs> TikTok. I'm not that old. Don't clock me now. Um, You're canceled. You're canceled. My... You're gonna be canceled now, MJ. I know. I know. Um. So my sister sent me Dom's TikToks because apparently she likes him, and I'm like, ew. Like he looks okay, but with all due offense, like he's not like my type, emotional intelligence wise, and. Really? I feel like he he's like the only guy that actually doesn't like turn his head so quick. Like he actually tries to stick with a girl and try to actually make a connection. Whereas like other couples 
or like switching and I don't even know what's happening. It's crazy. But here's the thing though. People are saying that there was one person in the show that said Georgia's just a rebound from Francesca that he hasn't still. But the thing is, there shouldn't be nothing to really deal deal with emotionally wise because you've just met Francesca two weeks ago, according to the show timeline. So like Dom is acting like he's connected with Francesca over months and they like fall in, fell in love. I started crying. But he did rebound super quick with Georgia. I don't know. Like, it all seems like a sham to me. It all seems... Yeah. I think... Okay, the way they the way they cast this show was really well done. Like, I didn't even think that Damien and Francesca and Zay and the other girl from um, Love is Blind and then selling Tampa people will be on the show. So that's pretty cool. And that's why people are watching it. But I really want to see what the last few episodes show. And maybe they bring in some new people. Not the old people, because it looks like they're bringing in the old people again. And yeah, like, which I hate. I'm like, no, they're already gone. Like, no. we need new people. Yeah, we need new people. And it looks like all the old people were just hiding out somewhere in a different resort or something. Oh, um, maybe. <laughs> this is not a dating show. Like, I don't even know what is happening. It's like survival of the fittest. I don't understand. That's why it's so fun. That, and, I, and I think that's why I love it. <laughs> because it's like, <laughs> it's not a TV show. No. It's almost like, like a, I don't even know, like a mystery. I don't even know, man. Yeah. And that's why Love is Love is Blind is, a, is an actual good dating show. Um, yeah. People are really serious on that. Yeah. People, are, people literally want to get married after emotionally connecting with them on an emotional, mental intellectual uh, uh level which is pretty cool and remember like one of the activities in on the um perfect match was like remember they had the sponges where they had to soak up water yo that was the funniest challenge ever i was that just was like the, how no, is that helping people connect how is that helping people connect i don't know i don't connect physically but the thing is, it can connect physically already in the in the room. So that yeah, one. that doesn't need to be. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's a compa- a, uh, a compatibility challenge. And um, I love how the host was like, "Oh, I love your technique to Chloe." <laughs> I know. <laughs> I die. It's, so, it's actually so cringe watching them because, like, the, if, if 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 one person's hand slips, you could like see them touch their private parts. And you're like, ew, ew, ew. Like, it's awkward to watch. You're like, oh my God, don't touch her there. It's like, ah. It's like, it's like cringy and hilarious at the same time. Yo, it's crazy. But I honestly thought Inez and Will will actually... I thought Inez and, Le- and, Inez and Will liked each other until, I guess, when they started to match people up and bring in new people. Inez found out that, okay, Will is not here for... Will is not here for love. He's here for clout or to win some mystery prize. What a freaking idiot. <laughs> like, I'm going to laugh if the prize is like... Literally a jacket. <laughs> I laugh. I, I would literally clap for everybody. Like, you guys have, you guys have literally embraced <laughs> yourself. You embraced yourself in national television for a missed for a jacket. Hope you guys are really happy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, honestly... A lot of them are memes. I, I don't even understand. Anyway, yeah, it's crazy. That show. 
I'm really interested to see what, how they're going to end it. I really hope they bring new people. That'll be fun. But it looks like all the old people are going to come. So it's going to like be interesting. But we'll see. Um, stay tuned in next week. But we have other shows and movies. Um, PK, have you been watching mm-hmm. anything else um, other than Perfect Match? I've been watching the show Murdoch Murders. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really good. Um, what is so it have about? You seen it? No. Probably, maybe. It's about, like, a family. Um, wait, let me bring up the description. <laughs> is it on? Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Is it a new show? Um, yeah, it's a Southern scandal. Murdoch is murders. It a, is it a docuseries? Yeah, it is, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, like, real life. And it's about this family that are um, lawyers. So they have a lot of... Um, power in that um state mm-hmm. and it's crazy to see how this family is connected to all these murders and accidents and <clears throat> it's um basically this family that has this son that does like crazy shit like he drinks a lot and he was involved in this um accident where he <clears throat> crashed a boat and it was a boat um and on the boat was him and his friends but instead of worrying about and like during this accident they uh one of one of their friends Mallory was hurt and she fell in the water and nobody could find her Mm. so like she didn't survive whereas the other four people they survived but it's crazy because the the person that was driving the boat is the son of the Murdoch family and the Murdoch family is the lawyers and they basically control like the law and they have a lot of power in that state. So it's about how this um, family tries to cover up these accidents and these murders just to save their reputation reputation in the country and um, use their like misuse their power and also um steal from their clients it's it's really interesting because you get to see all this um you see you get to see that this family in such a high high place has so much power but is misusing their power and um all these like murders and accidents are being like swept under the rug because of all the power that they have yeah i don't want to like uh spoil it for you but it's it's really interesting to see how they're bringing up all this information that is connecting the Murdoch family to all these murders and accidents and um, them having direct involvement in it, even though they, they like misuse their power to hide everything and not um, expose anything just so that they can have like, keep their reputation of being like the best law firm. Mm. is it fiction or is it actually a docuseries where they go behind and they talk to and interview people who've actually were part of this um yeah exactly it's yeah exactly they interview all these people that are a part of um like that are um yeah friends of the Murdoch family um like they interview the girlfriend they interview uh, her best friends and just like the whole friend circle they interview and they get everybody's perspective as well as the parents and their connections to the Murdoch family. So 
So it's really interesting to see um, their points of view, but also they interview like reporters and stuff and to see the information that they found and how it connects to them. That's interesting. I know for a fact I would not watch it only because I don't watch docuseries and there've been so many in the past six months that I've been, you know, uh, published on, on Netflix and it looks like, but the thing is I do, I don't know, where do we draw the line in terms of glorifying murderers and glorifying these type of details and just, and then the other side of it, which is having victims and people who were part of this tell their truth in these gruesome 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 you know real real events uh and i do feel that you know platforms are trying to monetize uh and glorify these type of things and i don't know if i that sits well with me it's kind of weird and i don't but it seems like a really good story for 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 those who are into docuseries that's pretty cool um yeah so yeah, so that's that. And then the other thing I want to uh, I want to talk about is uh, a movie. It is Luther the Fallen Sun that is going to be airing, I believe, on Friday. But it should be in theaters in may- big major cities. So I went to go watch it in Hamilton. Um, I'm sure it's in Burlington, in Toronto. And I love, love, love Luther. If you guys don't know, Luther is actually a British TV show on um netflix and it aired a long long time ago um not a long time ago it started airing in 2010 and then it, and then ended around 2015 2016 has 88 88 on rotten tomatoes uh luther the fallen sun which is airing this week and on netflix but it's already on in theaters it's part of the second movie in this franchise it looks like that's what they're doing but if you want to know what it is let me just say it is about a brilliant but emotionally impulsive detective who is tormented by the dark side of humanity while hunting down murderers. He's such a brilliant, such a brilliant detective. Um, He puts an entire life into his work and he is very good at finding not only murderers, but really serial killers. Uh, Once the detective knows the killer's identity it becomes a psychological duel between predator and prey. Luther must grapple with the intensity of both his job and his personal life as the two become intertwined. The widely popular Golden Globes winning crime drama series is created by Neil Cross and stars Idris Elba, my feature daddy, my feature baby daddy, don't get it wrong, okay? as DCI John Luther. I would say Luther is probably one of the greatest TV shows created on Netflix, produced on Netflix. If you want to know what a real drama looks like, that is a true thriller, but it's not scary. It literally does keep you on your toes. And the thing is with this detective, you're probably like, oh my God, detective, there's so many detective shows. Yes. But the character development for Luther is pretty complex. It is Idris Elba, a black man. So they don't really focus on his blackness. They focus on his skills and talent. So it's a credible detective who just happens to be black. Okay. And which is what I love. UK shows are really good at doing that and and, and hiring 
um, putting in and finding actors, diverse actors who are really good at their job and and create and provide something significant to the plot or to the TV show. But to the actual movie itself, The Fallen Sun, I loved it. Extremely bingeable. Um, please go watch it. And let me tell you quickly about the show. Um, it is about two hours long. I did watch it on Friday. And as 65% in Rotten Tomatoes, but I would honestly give it a 10 out of 10, even 11 out of 10. So the movie, so the Luther, the, the TV show that the movie is based on is on Netflix. Anybody can go watch it. But the movie that's going to um, come out this week is about a serial killer uh, terrorizes London while disgraced detective John Luther sits behind bars in prison. Haunted by his failure to capture this crazy serial killer, the cyber psychopath who now taunts him, Luther decides to break out of prison to finish the job by any means necessary. And it just opens such a good job in capitalizing this character he's just brilliant uh and i the movie i was on your toes it was it was a action movie it was thrilling you know who the killer is so usually in detective shows it's it's really oh who who's this killer who's killer the who question is always it was answered from the very beginning but the question in always luther shows is how is luther gonna catch the serial killer and why is a serial killer doing this? So those are always very intriguing questions. And Luther literally just like kills himself, basically just trying to capture the serial killer. And it's 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 so good. Again, I can't I can't talk I'll talk more about this movie other than say that that it's it's actually amazing. Um, are you thinking of uh, going to go watch it? Yeah, that seems like really interesting. So it's not as like predictable, I guess. Like it's no. Okay. Okay. Never is. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other TV show or movie that you watched? One second. I don't. Oh, um, I watched Full Swing. It's also like a docu series. No, no, that's the um tennis. No, the golf, golf player. Yeah, the go- golf um docu um documentary. Hmm. Yeah, I found it was, like, pretty interesting. I didn't know I was going to be, like, kind of hooked to it because I don't really play golf and I um, never really watched golf either. But Mm -hmm. it was just interesting to see um, the different players in um, improving their game. Like, one player would use, like, software and calculations, which was, like, he would use like a lot of math to better his game. So he's very like analytic, which was cool mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. versus like other players who just had very like natural talent from like a young age, they would play and they would just be very good at it. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting to see different personalities and different talents um, compete with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I also just learned that golf is very mental Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of it's just like the players needed to be very mentally strong in order to be the best players. And it's crazy when like you have all this talent, but if you don't have that mindset, you're not able to win those competitions and you're not able to get those titles, even though you have that talent within you. So, yeah, I think it was pretty relatable even for just like a normal person, just in any career 
that's very similar because you you definitely need that mindset to succeed. And it was cool to see. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I've, I, people who've watched it, I've said really good things about the show. And I know now they're actually doing that same thing. I think they, they follow four golf players or something like that. Um, I think they're doing that for also NBA players. They're creating a season for, they're creating a season just for where they follow four or five NBA players where one is seasoned, one is a pro, one is an amateur, one is like a college student or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting to see also um, it wasn't only white people. Mostly, yeah, mostly it was white people. But it was cool to see like rookies that were or just like people of different descent be Mm. good at golf too, you know, because like I've always just pictured white people (laughs) playing golf. Well, the only famous and successful golf player I know is Tiger Woods. And he is one of those people who was a natural born golf player who was just good at it from very, very young age. And I know that my dad would tell me about a story where he was trained by, by his father and he was really disciplined in how he would get trained and, but he was so naturally good at it. And I'm mm-hmm. sure some of it is technique as well, but I'm just, I'm sure just like you said, some of it is technique. Some people who are, you know, natural at it. And there are some who, it took them 10,000 hours to get good at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's with like any career and any type of game. And it's just so interesting to watch because I don't know, I feel like it's relatable and you're always like trying to um, connect with the underdog, especially when you're seeing like somebody that's like last in the competition, but they're able to bring up their game. They're able to create a very strong mindset mindset and be able to win the game at the end Mm. yeah it's definitely interesting again i i don't know what it is i maybe it's the thumbnails on netflix that when i see the thumbnail i'm like no i don't really want to watch that but it's usually docuseries it depends i guess it's some docuseries docuseries about celebrities i would watch i don't know again i'm related to pop culture but that's just me um But yes, um, one last TV show I do want to get into is a show called Not Dead Yet. It is uh, with our alum, um, Gina Rodriguez from, um, what's that show? I'm trying to figure out. But anyway, she plays Seal Serrano, whatever. She's from Jane the Virgin, okay? So we have um, Not Dead Yet. And if you're wondering what that is and where is that, where that's playing, um, I think the show was being played on ABC. Look, I didn't like it at all. I didn't. Re- I didn't really think it was bingeable. I really didn't think that because I think that Gina was overacting for everybody involved. Everybody around her were there. Um, everybody is a, um, amazing actors because she herself is such a good actor. Uh, she's a star of Jane the Virgin. Uh, mm-hmm. She acted as if she was exaggerating in her role. I don't know. But let me tell you what it's about. It's Neil, um, Nell, sorry. So Gina plays Nell in this TV show and it's a broke and newly single self-described disaster works to restart the life and career she left behind 10 years ago when she lands the only job she can find 
writing obituaries, she starts getting life advice from an unlikely source, which is the dead people that she's writing the stories about. So basically the dead people are coming back to life. It's not a new concept, but the thing is, again, because it's not a new concept and because she's exaggerating, it's becoming a bit boring. And also, I don't want to see another 20-something-year-old life where you're struggling. I feel like there are a lot of TV shows where you see a 20-something struggling. I'm struggling. I don't want to see a TV. Like, I, when I watch TV show, I want to escape. I don't want to watch you struggling on screen, Okay. Like there are many TV shows, and this show honestly wasn't fascinating, wasn't new or entertaining. It was just cringe and awkward. And honestly, I don't think Hannah Simon, who plays uh, Sam, is good as her best friend. So it's just it's not binge worthy. Um, and I know Gina Rodriguez, I'm a fan of Gina Rodriguez. I know her fans will flock to the show because, you know, she's going to promote it on her social medias, but it got 40% of Rotten Tomatoes for, for a reason. So, you know, watch uh-huh. it if you like, if you want something light and airy. Uh, but I do think Gina is kind of above this type of show and she should have done something else. But yeah, yeah. that's, that's kind of disappointing because she's such a good actor from Jane the Virgin. She is such a good actor. And the thing is, she's literally written whole TV shows on her own, produced whole TV shows, starred in other TV shows that I think are better than this. So, and I think it's because she probably, she probably created the show. I think she created the show. If I were to scroll down, nope, I was wrong. Uh, Created by Cassie Johnson and David Windsor. It's based on a book. The show is based on a book. It's Confessions of a 40-something Fuck-Up by Alexandra Potter. Oh, my God. The book sounds more interesting than the show. Ah! <laughs> oh, my God. No. It's so sad. But I thought maybe Gina pitched this up because this, this honestly doesn't seem like a show that Gina would honestly create or produce herself. So it looks like she's just starring in the show. And honestly... Girly, you shouldn't be starring in this show. I don't know. Have you heard of the show? No, I haven't heard of it. Um, where was it on? ABC? It's on ABC. Um, I don't know where you can really watch it. I watch it from like all different types of platforms. There's actually mm-hmm. a lot of show guys that I'm missing. I'm missing shows like Atlanta. I'm missing shows. A lot of HBO shows. Actually, I'm getting back into again. So don't worry, those shows will be coming on next week. Apple TV. The show's on Apple TV. I don't know if you have Apple TV, PK, but the show's on Apple TV just looks like it's for, like, the elite rich. Like, it just looks really? like, like the elite white rich. It's just it's just giving that. It's not giving my vibe. You know what I mean? So when I go on the platform, I'm, I'm like, it's a lot of, white tv shows here i don't know what's going i don't know what one but i'll definitely i've been child check it out um and get back to y'all next week as well yeah. yeah i think that's it for me anything else you want to drop for the peoples no i think i'm i'm looking forward to watching outer banks the new season yeah i've kind of started it a bit but i haven't really it's been slow i feel like the first episode mm-hmm. um 
not the greatest, not very binge worthy, I would say, mm. but I'm going to try to get through it and see if it was worth watching it. And I'll let you guys know, but so far, um, it's not that interesting, but I'm hoping yeah. it picks up, you know, because I feel like sometimes like the first two uh, episodes in the season can be very slow and it picks up. So I'm hoping. Yeah, I really do not get the whole fandom, the whole excitement, the whole everything when it comes to Outer Banks. I watched the first episode. I literally wanted to sleep. I don't get it. I don't get Wait, it. Wait, the first episode of season one? Sure. Um, <laughs> sure. Okay, I really, I really don't, I don't get it. There's these kids looking for treasure. Is this a joke? This is what I'm watching. As a thirty, no, I can't. I can't. 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 I feel like it's too. It's too repetitive now. It's like, I don't know. They're dragging it on. No, it's it's it's. Look, I mean, and the thing is, one of the star girls that everybody's talking about the main one of this main character. I forgot her name. Um, and I get it. Like she's great and all, but I don't get why she's so amazing. I don't get. I don't get. I don't get it. Yeah, she's okay. She's okay. Like I, the entire show is literally okay. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave now. It's been, it's been a pleasure. You know, thank you for occupying 15 minutes of my time. Um, I'm going to the next show. You're, you're, you're cute though. You're cute. You're cute. Mm -hmm. But yes, please do watch the show and get back to us. But so far, what are you getting from the show so far? Yeah, like I've only um, <clears throat> watched the first episode and it was very boring, like very predictable. No, it wasn't giving me anything like anything new. They're just dragging on, uh, dragging on the story about the treasure and some new action and new drama needs to um, build on the story. There's like no, it's, I don't know, it's very flat right now. I don't think it's that interesting. I feel like I'm hoping it's not going to be only just about this treasure that they've been looking and they lost and now they're trying to get it back. It's it's just the same story. And the thing is, they're probably going to let us know about the characters' lives and there's probably drama inside their lives. And I'm like, bruh. How old are these characters that I'm supposed to be invested in? How old are they again? 20? 18? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they're supposed to be young. Yeah. I can give a yeah. rock sauce. I know. I guys, that's no. Okay. Again, the characters, some of the characters that, that are in the show are interesting. Um, on their own, like their career journey has been is interesting, but I'm not gonna sit down and watch the show. I, we will hear from PK next week. And yeah. we will see if Outer Banks is what it says. I think it I is. need to watch like the recap of it too. So I don't know. It's been a while, but I'm kind of more interested in watching Formula One Drive to Survive. Have you seen it? <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't really know We're anything about two different people. This girl is like Formula One Drive to Survive docu series. Uh, uh, what's you want to call it? And then I'm like, girl, I just, I literally just want to, I can't wait for that whole sci-fi TV show. This feels like Formula One, Drive to Survive. I'm like, what? I'm kind of interested in seeing what their lives are like. 
I'm a very like curious person. So that's why I like the golf show because I'm just interested in seeing what their lives are like, you know, having this career path. And I'm just like really interested in all these different career paths and seeing how somebody struggles and also um, succeeds in this career path. I feel like it's so relatable and it's so nice, refreshing to see to see it in somebody else's perspective. I mean, look, you know, watch it. Bring my wisdom back here to the pod. I of probably course. know what, what they're going to tell you. They're probably sacrificed. It took a long time to either acknowledge their 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 talents. They're going to MJ, sacrifice. please, please do not ruin it for me. <laughs> <laughs> they probably pissed people off trying to get to their dream or get their goal once they're there they have white people problems more money more problems and then they have like like i feel like it's it's relatable but like i feel like i've been there done that you know i've been not been there done that i feel like i've heard it all you know what i mean but you go watch it girly okay hopefully there's something new you see through it that i haven't seen yet and I'm 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 gonna I can't wait to watch that new sci-fi TV show that we talked about. It's um oh the shadow one, yeah, the, yeah, that one's coming out this weekend, I think. Um oh oh yeah, and there's two movies that we talked about. Remember the two scary movies that we talked about last week? I still haven't watched that, so I'll let you guys know by next week. It's still not hit on anybody's radar yet, so I think in terms of popularity wise, we can still touch up next week, but. But yeah, these two new movies that are scary movies on Netflix, so I can't wait to watch them. Y'all know I'm like in love with thrillers and scary and horror films and movies. It's it's mine. I get turned on. Um, but I think that's it. Anything else you want to share? No, I think yeah, we're definitely two different people. <laughs> I'm not gonna be watching those scary movies, so let us know. I would literally be on the edge of, like, I literally, like, oh, God, it's so good. I love scary movies. Interesting. But I can't watch it because I live alone. I can't watch too much of it because I live alone. So because cause maybe I'll watch it in the daytime like I usually do. But anyways, I think that's it from the both of us. Those are the movies and the TV shows that we've binged. I've, i sure I've watched more. Oh, I've watched World Trends, but I talked about it on my YouTube channel. Um, World Trends really good, by the way. 8 out of 10. 10 out of 10. The TV show, um, also another detective show, um, that's not on any platforms, I believe. Um, love, um, and some really cool, interesting characters that are on there. That actually, um, the actors who are playing the shows, I'm actually quite shocked that they've picked these roles. But congrats to them. Anyways, well, trends very good. Ten out of ten. Ah, uh, no, eight out of ten. Very binge worthy. Very bingeable. Anyways, I think that's it. And yeah. uh. Don't forget to rate wherever you are listening to this podcast today. And if if my sound has been really harsh and strong, I apologize. My mic is really close to my mouth. Maybe it shouldn't have been. But rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Five stars or more. If you do, we love you till the ends of the earth. Until we meet again in heaven. Or in person. I don't know why. Anyways. Um, or five stars or less. Because, uh, guys, we're filming this at 10.30 p.m. Let's just say this. We were filming this. It's literally mid- midnight. And the fact that I'm not sleeping, talking to you. So, five stars or less. 
if you rate it five stars or less that we don't know you even in heaven or in person we will ignore you okay thank you so much have a good Thanks, night guys. or have a good day good night. oh yeah true <laughs> <laughs> oh my god bye everyone the schedule is like pretty messed up but yeah bye guys bye <laughs>